HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit corin.com. Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Teyama, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day on the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guests today are Frankie Larkin and Marilyn Lutart. I hope I pronounced your names properly. And Frankie is an illustrator and comic artist based in Paris. He recently published a fabulous comic book, The Art of Sushi. The title sounds very ambitious, but he does not disappoint you. I first learned about the book by reading a recommendation by an experienced Japanese sushi chef. The book is about Frankie and Marilyn's adventures in Japan to discover real sushi. Their French perspectives cast reflecting views of Japanese culture and uh, Frankie objectively analyzes its essence in the book. And there are many top of the industry professionals featured in the book from a Michelin-starred chef to a fisherman, a rice farmer, to a soy sauce maker, and they generously share their insights with you. And because it's a comic book illustrated by Funky himself, reading it is so much fun, and you feel like you're visiting Japan and spending time with the characters. So today, we'll discuss how Funky became so fascinated by sushi, so much so that he decided to write a book about it, the amazing characters in the book, and what he learned from them, and much, much more. And Marilyn is translating uh, for Frankie today. But uh, before we start, Japan is available on the Heritage Video Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japan Needs. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Frankie and Marilyn. Hello, Frankie. Hello, Marilyn. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, thank you. So, uh, so you are in Paris, I believe? 
Oui, oui, tout à fait. Nous vivons à Paris depuis, bah, moi, depuis maintenant 13 ans et j'ai rejoint Marilyn en 2010 à Paris. Yes, actually, we live in Paris. We've been living in Paris for 13 years now um, and before I was living in Brittany. Oh, wow. Okay, great. And uh, so, to dig into your background, so where are you from and what did you eat when you grew up, Frankie? Euh, alors, je, je viens d'une petite ville en, en Bretagne euh, qui au bord de la mer qui s'appelle Brest. Et, euh, mais du coup, euh, quand j'étais petit, en fait, j'aime beaucoup manger de fruits de mer et de poissons et de crustacés. I come from uh, a small town uh, in Brittany, which is called Brest. And as I grew up very close to the sea, I, I ate uh, many seafoods and fishes and all the dishes with seafood and dishes. Mm, that makes sense. Now you are <laughs> working on the sushi things. So great. And uh, so you are an illustrator and comic artist. So could you tell us what kind of artwork you create and what your themes are? Euh, alors, en, en tant qu'illustrateur et, et auteur de BD, je, ce sont deux facettes très différentes de mon travail. Euh, tout ce que je fais en illustration tourne souvent autour de, de la mode et des femmes, mais mon travail d'auteur de, de bande dessinée euh, est très, très différent puisqu'il est plutôt orienté sur euh, la gastronomie en bande dessinée. Um, my works uh, as an illustrator and as a comic artist are really different uh, because uh, as an illustrator, I've been really inspired by fashion and I'm mainly doing uh, fashion design. Um, but as a comic artist, uh, uh, I didn't choose it, but I specialize in food. So I did a comic book about chocolate, another one about sushi and some other documentaries about food for teenagers. Mm, right. Well, good balance. Beauty and food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so when and where was your first encounter with sushi and what was your impression? Uh, ma première rencontre avec le sushi, c'était en 1998, quand je suis arrivé à Paris. Euh, pour venir, je suis venu travailler à Paris et, euh, et j'ai mis les pieds dans un petit restaurant japonais comme il y en a beaucoup à Paris qui sont des, des restaurants pas très chers d'entrée de gamme et, euh, et tout de suite j'ai été très séduit par le côté esthétique du sushi euh, puis évidemment le côté poisson cru, fruits de mer m'a plu évidemment parce que c'est la nourriture que j'aime depuis que je suis tout petit Uh, my first encounter with sushi was in 1998, uh, as I, I was living in Paris, and I just tasted sushi in a very small restaurant, which was kind of cheap and not very good quality. But uh, by this time, I was already fascinated by the aesthetics of sushi, the look of it, um, the minimalist side of sushi. Uh, but it was not very, very good, and Frankie will go on. Et mais voilà, mais c'est ce qui m'a permis de rentrer dans l'univers de, de, de la cuisine japonaise, et plus particulièrement du sushi, évidemment. Et ça a toujours attisé ma curiosité, euh, l'esthétique du sushi. Et j'ai voulu toujours comprendre comment les Japonais avaient développé des techniques pour travailler le poisson de cette façon, alors que de là où je viens, on, on est sur des choses plus, plus rustiques et, et moins, moins sophistiquées. But this first experience with sushi uh, arose my curiosity. Um, I, I wanted to know what was behind sushi. Um, 
how uh, did uh, do sorry the the Japanese do to 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 make it uh, so good? To what were the techniques that they developed uh, to keep uh, the fish as fresh as it is in sushis? Um, because uh, where I come from, I'm in Brittany, um, we have a different way of uh, cooking fishes and seafood. It's really simple, uh, just, you know, in the oven and or on the grill. So I just wanted to know what was behind this raw fish and how it could be so good. Mm, right. And you got curious, but eventually... You wrote a book, so why did you decide to write a comic book about sushi? Ça, c'est en fait après avoir fait une première bande dessinée sur le chocolat avec un chocolatier parisien que j'ai suivi pendant un an. C'est vrai que je cherchais un nouveau sujet à explorer en bande dessinée dans la gastronomie. Et mon directeur de collection avec qui je travaille est passionné lui aussi de cuisine japonaise et de sushi. Il vient lui aussi de Bretagne. Et euh, tous les deux ont parlé de faire euh, un livre autour du sushi depuis très longtemps. Et on ne savait pas trop comment ça pouvait se créer. Donc voilà, donc on a réfléchi à ça ensemble. Et puis on, on s'est lancé dans, dans l'aventure, mais sans avoir d'idée euh, sur euh, à quoi ressemblerait le livre au final. Uh, I first did a comic book about chocolate with a famous chocolate maker in Paris. After that book, uh, which I really enjoyed, I was looking for another subject for a new comic book about food. Um, and my publisher, the publisher of the first book, well, is a very fond of sushi and Japanese culture, culture, sorry, and fishing. So, and as I loved sushi as well, we started to have some conversations about a book um, which we will deal with sushi and uh, all the culture around sushi. And then um, as things go on, we just came up with this idea of the comic book. Mm. Hey, I'm so glad that it happened because your book is amazing. So, so the, what is the theme of the book and who did you write it for? Uh, in other words, who is your targeted audience? C'est un peu difficile comme question parce que quand je me suis lancé là-dedans, je, je n'ai pas réfléchi du tout à, à l'audience et à qui pourrait, qui pourrait dessiner ce, ce livre en fait. Euh, je l'ai d'abord fait pour moi et pour satisfaire ma curiosité. Uh, It's a very tricky and difficult question for me because when I started the book, uh, to be quite honest, I mainly did it for me. <laughs> I, I didn't think about any audience or any anyone. I just wanted to have fun. Then, oui, voilà, l'idée c'était c'est satisfaire ma curiosité, euh, découvrir bah, l'univers du sushi au Japon, et en fait, je ne savais pas ce que j'allais voir. Donc c'est plutôt après, euh, enfin en cours de route en tout cas, quand j'ai commencé à travailler concrètement sur la bande dessinée et à faire les pages, qu'on a pu avec mon directeur de collection se faire une idée sur le lectorat du, du, du livre, mais euh, qui sera plutôt un public à, à adulte quand même. Mais au final, euh, maintenant que le livre est sorti, je me rends compte que des gens plus, plus jeunes que ce qu'on imaginait sont intéressés par le sushi. Et j'ai notamment des enfants de, entre 9-10 ans sont les premiers lecteurs par exemple. Um, when uh, we first started the book, uh, uh, we we thought that the main audience, the targeted audience, will be more adult and people who already um, who were already interested in Japanese culture or sushi. 
But uh, as things go on and as we were working on the book, um, we we knew that uh, there is a deep uh, a deep interest in France for Japanese culture among many many people. And when the the book was released uh, was published, sorry, um, we we saw that because uh, some teenagers uh, came uh, in during signing and. They, they had read the book and they loved it. And we already, uh, we also know that we have younger um, readers, like uh, children, maybe between nine, ten. So, so I think the book can be maybe interesting. I hope so uh, for many people, adults, young, and teenagers. Mm. Hey, I'm so glad to hear that because as I read, if I was like 10 years old, I would totally be fascinated by Japanese culture and the book really, really captures the uniqueness and the depth, which is usually, it's really hard by reading letters and your illustration, Frank, is just so fun and cute and uh, very descriptive to the details and some, you know, technical things like, um, you know, how to cut fish, break down fish, that kind of thing. It's very impressive. So, yeah, well, congratulations. Um, Thank okay. you. <laughs> and uh, so your book features very interesting characters in the whole sushi industry, from a mission star chef to fisherman, rice farmer to soy sauce maker. So how did you find them? Alors, j'ai eu beaucoup de chance parce que euh, c'est lié à mon, à mon précédent livre euh, sur le chocolat. En fait, un chocolatier français qui s'appelle Stéphane Bonnat m'a mis en contact avec Rika Shibata, qui est une amie à lui et qui, avec qui il travaille beaucoup au Japon et qui, 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 qui m'a présenté comme pouvant être quelqu'un qui ouvrirait les portes de, 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 ben justement de, des dessous du sushi, voilà, qui me permettrait de rencontrer des chefs, des pêcheurs et tous les personnes qu'on rencontre dans le bouquin. Donc voilà, donc sans Rika, vraiment, j'aurais pas pu faire ce livre et je la remercie grandement euh, même dans, dans le livre I, I got really lucky to be quite honest because um, I tried to open some doors by myself at first and it was really impossible and then one day uh, I was speaking to a chocolate uh, maker in France um, which I did my previous book with uh, with called Stéphane Bonnat He's a very famous chocolate maker in France. And he told me about one of his friends, uh, which uh, was called Rika Shibata. And Rika, she's working with Stefan um, in Japan. Uh, and Stefan told me, okay, call Rika because she can be really helpful. She will open some doors for you. So um, I got in touch with Rika and she helped me a way that I couldn't imagine and hope. Uh, without her, there would be no book. She did everything for me. And she she she, she got actually all the contact that you said you will see and discover in the books. Mm, right. Well, I'm so glad you find her because the people you chose to discover they're really the really the top of the industry and he they know the secrets of the depths of Japanese food culture and you know culture itself 
uh, for that matter. So, okay, so uh, we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll discuss Funky and Marilyn's fascinating discoveries about sushi in Japan、uh, that are featured in the book. So please stay with us. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan Asian to American, and that is why they are located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's Tribeca showroom is home to the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan. Stop by to view the exquisitely designed tableware and the wireless natural sharpening stones. They have a whole range of knife services, from repair and rust removal to reshaping and realigning. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the highest quality Japanese design to your table so you can experience the unparalleled quality of Japanese craftsmanship in your home or restaurant. For more information, visit corin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japanese broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. I'm your host, Aki Kotayama, and my guests today are Frankie Alakan and Marilyn Butard. And Frankie is an illustrator and a comic artist based in Paris, and he recently published a fabulous comic book, The Art of Sushi. His wife, Marilyn, is translating Frankie's French to English today. So,、uh, for listeners who have not read your book, Uh, could you introduce us to some of the characters you featured? And、um, first of all, who is Chef Hachiro Mizutani? And、uh, what was your biggest lesson from him? Alors, Hachiro Mizutani、euh, est le, le premier chef que nous avons rencontré quand, quand nous sommes allés au Japon. C'est le premier chef qu'on a interviewé et、euh, on a été très, très intimidés parce que c'est un chef、euh, étoilé. Hachiro、euh, a- a- Mizutani、uh, is the first chef that、uh, we've met when we arrived in Japan, and we were very intimidated because he's a really, really, really great sushi chef,、uh, a Michelin star chef. Et du coup, on, quand, quand, quand nous sommes allés dans son restaurant, euh, euh, c'est vrai qu'il y avait un petit côté très、euh, cérémonial. Euh, on, dans, dans l'ambiance, le, son restaurant est petit, c'est, un, c'est juste un comptoir et qui, ça ne ressemble pas du tout au restaurant qu'on connaît nous en France. Et,、euh... when, when we arrive at his place,、uh, it was really impressive uh, because uh, this is the kind of place we don't have in France. It's very tiny,、uh, very minimalist.、Um, And it was very quiet as well, not a sound.、Uh, all the guests were not talking, so we didn't know at first how to behave. Voilà, et c'est vrai qu'on a tous été très troublés, mais on a passé un moment incroyable parce que ça nous a permis, ce, ce, repas, enfin, ce repas chez Mizutani nous a permis de, de goûter la tradition, le, le sushi traditionnel en fait. We had, but we had an amazing time there. And,、uh, Uh, the first and maybe most striking experience that we had in Japan because it was、uh, our first encounter with、uh, the best of the traditional way of making sushi in Japan.、Mm. Right. And then he actually, Mr. Mizutani,、uh, he is Mission Three Star. Now he is retired, but、um, is really known as an amazing, amazing talent. 
uh, to lead the sushi industry. So, and I was impressed um, by Chef Mistani's comments because you guys went to uh, the fish market with him. And then, um, so it was interesting. He said that uh, on the day, the quality of seafood is not the best. He still buys some as a courtesy and to support the seller's business because they have long time relationship. And also he says he never discusses the price of seafood because he trusts the seller based on that long time relationship. So yeah, I really learned from, you know, uh, how to shift things and actually act on that trust uh, thanks to your book. So yeah, it's one of the greatest things that, you know, I found as a comic book, you can't really communicate how people behave. And I really cannot thank enough, but this is illustrated, which makes it so much easier for people who don't know much about sushi. So, okay. So the next character I wanted to talk about, so Hide-san. So who is Hide? And uh, he basically, he told you how to make sushi at home. So who is he and what did you learn from him? Uh, Hide is an friend of Rika, in fact. Euh, et c'est, euh, je crois que le, à notre, le jour de notre arrivée au Japon, Rika nous a, nous a dit, eh bien, ce soir, euh, on est invité chez, chez mon ami Idée à dîner. Et, euh, et donc voilà, nous sommes arrivés, c'est chez gens que nous ne connaissions pas du tout. Et, euh, et, nous, avons, et puis, nous avons eu beaucoup de chance, hein, surtout de découvrir chez eux, en plus, un, un repas fait maison, ce qui, je crois, n'est pas très courant au Japon. Et, euh, et donc Idée et, et sa femme, Kana, nous ont préparé euh, des, des temaki sushi. Um, actually, we once again we got very lucky, and once again thanks to Rika because Hide is uh, one of Rika's friends. And the day we arrived in Japan, uh, Rika told us, "Okay, guys, uh, we're going to have dinner uh, to to my friends Ide and Kana. Uh, they want to they want you to discover how we make sushi at home." So we felt very lucky because Rika also told us that day that uh, Japanese people rarely invite uh, uh, other people, even even more strangers, uh, at the place to have dinner. So it felt like an honor, really. And then um, they they had it that uh, for dinner, and they they taught us how to do uh, temaki sushi. Um, And then uh, Frankie will go on with telling you who Ide is and, and Kana, <laughs> what they do for a living. Eh bien, alors, le dîner s'est superbement bien passé, c'était très très sympathique et puis surtout nous ça nous a tout de suite introduit dans, dans un univers euh, et dans, dans, dans l'ambiance euh, du Japon euh, immédiatement. Euh, et puis on a, on a surtout donc euh, c est, c est, on a beaucoup ri parce qu'évidemment on nous ont appris à faire des temaki sushi alors ça encore c'est pas trop compliqué mais après on a essayé de faire quelques nigiri sushi euh, chez eux et là c'est évidemment il faut des années d'apprentissage mais on voit quand même que les japonais ils, ont, ils connaissent ça depuis tout petit et puis euh, qui, donc, ils, voilà, donc, ils ont essayé de me montrer un petit peu j'ai un peu lamentablement euh, fait quelques nigiri, mais c'est voilà, c'était beaucoup de, de, de fun et, et un très 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 bon moment qu'on a passé ensemble. We had a great moment there because it was really fun and really cheerful, and I, I think uh, even funnier for them because actually they wanted first we had um, temaki, and temaki is quite okay for a stranger to do 
it's okay. But then uh, they wanted us to practice on uh, nigiri sushi. So it was really fun because we didn't know at all what we were doing. So it was um, amazingly bad what we did. <laughs> um, but they, there are no... Uh, uh, Ide and Kana, of course, uh, there are no sushi masters, and but we, as we were observing what they did, uh, we felt that uh, Japanese people they had uh, they have a, a thing, like they know how to do, like instinctively. It's not perfect, of course. It's not uh, the best sushi, but uh, it's something that they have that they, they've tested from their childhood sometimes, so it's easier for them. And for us, it was more fun than easy. Mm, well, but <laughs> if I had nigiri is a whole other level. I, yeah, of course. Yeah, right? So people don't go to, um, I mean, people don't. And people order sushi uh, to eat nigiri. Or just go yeah. to the restaurant because it's so hard and I try a couple times it is so hard so you, you shouldn't feel bad <laughs> I, <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job with the Hide all right so and also I was curious you went on a couple fishing trips which is a really uh, great experience I think and so tell us about the experience that what was most important impressive about going on fishing trips ah, alors, on a fait deux séances de pêche. On a été en mer avec des pêcheurs d'anguilles. Et ça, déjà, c'était quelque chose que moi, je n'avais jamais vu. La pêche aux anguilles, je ne savais pas du tout comment ça se pratiquait. Et ça, déjà, c'était très, très intéressant. La façon dont ils pêchent les anguilles avec ces tuyaux en plastique percés de trous de différentes tailles pour laisser sortir les anguilles. Ah, voilà. Ces techniques, en tout cas, que moi, je n'avais jamais vu en France. Alors, ça, ça, ça a été une vraie découverte. Uh, we, we went twice uh, on fishing trips uh, with fishermen. The first one was with um, eel fishermen. Um, and I discovered all the process because I had no idea um, of how it works. And actually, it's, uh, they, 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 they catch uh, eel thanks to, let's say, big plastic tubes with holes in, in it. And it was very, very interesting to see how it works um, because in France, uh, that's something that we don't have uh, the occasion to, the opportunity to, to, to observe or to see. Et, euh, et, la, et la seconde session de pêche, c'était avec euh, alors des, des, des marins de, de la famille, de, enfin des pêcheurs de la famille de Rika. Euh, et c'était un moment assez exceptionnel parce qu'une fois de plus, on a été accueillis euh, très très chaleureusement par, 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 par les gens et notamment par sa famille et, euh, et surtout ils nous ont reçus avec un, pour le dîner avec un repas incroyable euh, digne euh, d'un repas de Noël et euh, voilà et surtout euh, c'était intéressant d'observer les, les techniques de pêche qu'ils utilisent alors eux notamment euh, pêchent des appâts pour les pêcheurs et euh, ça c'est quelque chose que nous on savait, on savait pas qu'on savait pas qu'on allait voir mais et, euh, et voilà donc du coup toutes ces techniques de pêche la façon dont ils attrapent les poissons et la façon dont ils les gardent vivants surtout euh, dans les cales du bateau ce que nous on, on commence tout juste un petit peu à développer en France euh, c'était quelque chose à l'époque quand on y allait qui était encore euh, assez novateur 
the the second trip uh, was with um, Rita's family actually because uh, her family uh, she has uh, many fishermen in her family, and uh, I must say that the experience was quite amazing. First, they had us for dinner the night before we went fishing, and it was like a Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve dinner, like so many food on the table i've never seen that before in my life to be quite honest and i'm french so i know what i'm talking about <laughs> um, it was amazing all the seafood and fishy that you can think about there were everything so it were they were very generous and we had a wonderful time there and then uh the morning after that we went fishing with them and uh, the first thing that I discovered is that they 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 don't fish uh, the fishes that you will buy at the market, but the bait for the fishes. So um, and then they gave it to the fish. Uh, they, sorry, they use it to 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 catch bigger fish. And what I discovered is something that we don't have or that we are starting to have in France is that they, they fish and then the fish is kept alive on the boat uh, in kind of a big um, um, aquarium, I don't know, um, uh, in which they will stay until uh, they arrive to the port. But in France, it's really different when you fish. Uh, the fishes are kept dead on the boat <laughs> so, so it's really different and it's uh, and it's um showing how the fish is uh treated uh with respect in japan mm, right you probably uh two of the few people who actually saw including japanese people i i never got the opportunity to see something like that so yeah and it was very described well in your book and then um, you included an intriguing chapter on the current sushi culture in France. And I found it very interesting. And one of the characters you met was the Ikejime professional in Brittany, uh, Frankie's hometown. So could you tell us who he was and what he did? And by the way, Ikejime is a unique Japanese technique to slaughtering fish uh, with minimum suffering and maximum freshness. Euh, oui, alors on a rencontré des, des pêcheurs en, en Bretagne qui pratiquent l'ikejime. Euh, et à, à l'époque où, alors à l'époque où on les a rencontrés, ils étaient, ils, ils étaient très, ils sont très, très, très peu nombreux à le pratiquer en France. Ça, ça paraît, ça s'est beaucoup développé aussi depuis quelques années, parce que maintenant beaucoup de chefs demandent des poissons tués en ikejime. Euh, ils ont appris, les, alors Stéphanie et son mari euh, ont appris les techniques de l'ikejime au Japon parce qu'ils y ont travaillé. Actually, um, we we went to to, to Brittany uh, to meet some fishermen because uh, we we read online that uh, they were one of the few in France who practiced uh, ikejime. Uh, ikejime is a bit more um, uh, used in France today, but when I did the book, it was really, really, really uh, a specificity. Uh, of these uh, Brittany people. But um, actually, uh, I, um, I was very happy to see that uh, this technique uh, arrives in France because as you were saying, it guarantees more quality and freshness to the fish. Mm, wow, 
Wow, amazing. I, I was very surprised. Occasionally, people tend to think that it's only Japanese people do because it's a commitment and it's a technique. But I'm glad that it's been kind of becoming more popular in France. Yeah, so, but it's, it's really new and it's more Parisian today and it's more for uh, the best restaurants and chefs today. Mm, and some right. some fish shops uh, do it, but there are really a few. Mm, right. Wow. It's amazing. Okay. And then, uh, so you also featured other characters such as Michelin star great chef uh, Yannick Aleno, uh, who works closely with the traditional trained Japanese chef. And um, so how do you compare the French approach to sushi with uh, traditional Japanese sushi? Alors, et avec Yannick Aleno, c'était euh, assez, assez marrant parce que, euh, en fait, je ne savais pas que j'allais l'interviewer pour mon livre quand j'ai commencé à le faire. Et c'est en rencontrant le chef Hachiro Mizutani, c'est lui qui nous a parlé beaucoup de Yannick Aleno, parce qu'il l'a reçu pendant quelques temps et il a un petit peu formé au poisson et au travail du poisson. Actually, when I started the book, I had no idea that I will uh, write and speak to Yannick Aleno for it. But when we went to Japan uh, and when we met Hachiro uh, Mizutani, he told us that he knew Yannick Aleno because Yannick uh, Aleno did kind of, uh, let's say, uh, an internship uh, with uh, Mizutani that he trained there uh, with Mizutani. So, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Et du coup, c'était très très marrant parce que au moment où, euh, quand on est rentré en France, et que j'ai voulu contacter du coup Yannick Aleno pour lui parler euh, justement de sa rencontre avec Mizutani, en fait, Yannick Aleno allait ouvrir son restaurant de sushi. So when I come back to France, I decided to to, to reach Yannick Aleno. And uh, it was uh, something that I didn't know, but he was uh, about to open his uh, sushi restaurant in Paris. Voilà, donc du coup, enfin, j'ai trouvé que ça faisait une belle façon de, de clôturer le livre, puisque nous commencions avec euh, Mizutani, qui nous parlait de Yannick Aleno, et nous finissons ce livre avec Yannick Aleno, qui nous parle de Mizutani. Donc voilà, je trouvais que la boucle était bouclée, et puis c'était aussi l'occasion de découvrir comment Yannick Aleno allait, lui, euh, retravailler le sushi. So for me, it was kind of... Uh ending uh, cycle uh, because uh, the book starts with uh, Mizutani and ends with Aleno and uh, speaking about Aleno uh, what a way for me to to deal with the French approach uh, to sushi so I find it uh, I found it really interesting because uh, in France many people love uh, sushi food and Japanese culture and Uh, sushi will tell you about Yannick Aleno approaches. Donc voilà, et du coup, c'est vrai que voir le, le, le travail de Yannick Aleno, alors c'est un petit, petit peu particulier parce qu'évidemment, Yannick Aleno est un chef français euh, trois étoiles euh, qui est très très connu et évidemment, quand il a ouvert son restaurant de sushi, il l'a pas fait comme tout le monde, il, il a aussi retravaillé le sushi à sa façon en utilisant des techniques euh, que lui a développées euh, avec des, 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 <rire> des sauces, euh, avec des extra ce qu'on appelle les extractions à froid. Alors, ce sont des techniques euh, un peu compliquées pour faire des sauces qui ont beaucoup de goût et il les utilise justement pour, euh, pour, faire, euh, pour accompagner ses sushis sur certaines recettes et, et c'était très très intéressant ce, ce croisement de culture euh, culinaire. Uh, uh, obviously, Yannick Aleno uh, 
I can't make sushi as anyone. I mean, he's a three-star Michelin uh, chef. So um, uh, he developed, uh, he has developed uh, a technique to make, uh, let's say, a bouillon and sauce um, uh, even better. So he used that to, he applied that to sushi. I mean, when you eat a sushi, um, uh, there's uh, all, oft, often an, another dish, a small one, which will be a bouillon or a sauce or something which recalls you of the fish flavor or something like that. And of course, as is a three stars Michelin um, chef, is working with the best uh uh, fisherman in France, and he has the best fish that you can get here. So, so it's really, 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 really good. It's the best of Japanese sushi because he's working with a Japanese chef uh, for the sushi, and the best of French uh, food combined. Mm, right. Yeah. Actually, I checked the the restaurant's website and uh, sushi. They're really creative looking, um, but. I think it's very um, loyal to uh, the original taste of ingredients. And I, what I heard is that Japanese traditional chef, uh, he was trained in Kaiseki and then he's doing sushi too. So yes. it's open-minded, really skilled and uh, creative. And it's, it's a thrill to see how inspiring the French sushi culture is becoming, right? So yeah, I think uh, it's inspiring to see French uh, sushi culture right now for Japanese sushi industry because, you know, tradition needs to be evolved to stay strong and uh, thriving. So I think um, what's happening in France featured in uh, this amazing book is just interesting. And uh, Japanese chefs can see it too in comic books too. So, so after writing this amazing book, do you see sushi differently? And if so, how different? Ah, même avant de, 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 finir, de finir ce livre, c'est après ce premier voyage au Japon, en fait. On, on nous a, moi, j'ai vu le sushi un peu différemment. C'est-à-dire que c'est vrai qu'avant d'aller au Japon, on allait régulièrement dans des restaurants japonais. Alors, pas des entrées de gamme, mais on va dire milieu de gamme. Et on y allait assez régulièrement. Et c'est vrai qu'en revenant du Japon, on, après avoir mangé chez Hashiro Mizutani ou chez Okada, qui est un autre chef que, que l'on rencontre dans le livre, euh, la, la, la barre était tellement haute qu'on n'avait plus envie d'être déçu avec des sushis euh, de moyenne qualité. Voilà. Um, actually, before uh, the trip that we did for the book, we did another one uh, in Japan a few years before. And um, my, point, um, my view on sushi uh, it was already different. Um, because uh, before going there we when we were when we were in paris we could uh, eat in a let's say a low quality sushi restaurant and then when we went to japan we discovered mizutani and chef okada who is also in the comic book um with a modern uh, younger uh, sushi chef and when it was so good and so amazing and so 
different from what we had before in France that when we came back in France to France, sorry, we didn't want to have a lower quality sushi anymore. So it's different because now it's getting more expensive to have good sushi food in France. Mm, right. Okay. Right. So, uh, and also I think uh, the book captures not just chefs, but who's supporting the whole industry. I think that's a very important thing that you get to go to Japan and you understand the whole picture rather than what's on your plate. So, yeah, I'm so glad you guys went there twice to Japan. Maybe you can continue traveling to Japan. And, uh, right. (laughs) And maybe the sequel of this book. Um, okay, and uh, so what do you think is the essence of sushi that appeals to so many people in the world? Ah, euh, alors y a des, des, ça c'est une question que j'ai posée souvent aux, aux chefs que j'ai rencontrés au Japon. Euh, je crois que c'est assez simple, c'est le côté euh, finalement accessible du sushi parce que c'est quelque chose qu'on peut manger avec les doigts. Euh, c'est le côté très visuel aussi du sushi, son esthétique et puis aussi son, son image de, de, comment, de, de nourriture saine. Uh, uh, actually, it's a question that I asked to many people we met when we went to Japan. Uh, and I think that's it's uh, there are many, many reasons for, um, for the appeal of sushi. I would say that, first of all, uh, it's because it's easy to eat. It's finger food, so it's uh, you can have it anywhere or anytime or and then the second reason may be the aesthetic of it because it's really pure and simple and beautiful and I also think that um, um, it it has a very good uh, healthy image Uh, people think that if they eat sushi uh, it's a low fat uh, food and you know it's fish so it's not you know in france we really we are, we are really used to very fat food <laughs> good but fat so <laughs> i think the healthy healthy image of it um, has a lot to do with it as well mm, right yeah a lot uh impact in the small pieces of sushi topped with um no the rice topped with fish so Okay. And uh, so your book, The Art of Sushi, was published by NBM Graphic Novel in December 2021 and is available in English and French. So where can we buy your book? Oh, bah écoutez, en, aux États-Unis, je ne sais pas exactement, mais euh, je pense qu'on peut le trouver euh, dans toutes les bonnes librairies euh, et sur Amazon, tout simplement. Et, euh, et en France, même quelques magasins, genre des restaurants ou ou des, des épiceries spécialisées en cuisine japonaise ont, ont, ont quelques exemplaires à vendre aussi. Uh, I, I can't tell for the US, but uh, you can find it obviously online uh, on Amazon, for example, or uh, it's very easy. And in France, it's in, in every bookstores and sometimes even in restaurants, Japanese restaurants, and some grocery, uh, Japanese grocery shop also sell it sometimes. Mm, nice. Okay, it makes sense. I think uh, more American uh, sushi places should carry it because it really deep into your understanding, appreciate what you're eating. So, <laughs> okay, so uh, what are your plans and dreams? 
Ah. <rire> euh, bah, écoutez, l'un euh, de mes rêves, c'est de retourner au Japon. Euh, évidemment, euh, j'aimerais faire un autre livre qui explore euh, d'autres facettes de la cuisine japonaise. One of my first dream is to go back to Japan because after the pandemic, it has been really impossible for us. But uh, because I would like one day, if I can, to do uh, another book about Japanese food, but maybe um, the older Japanese food, let's say gaiseki or, or more daily Japanese food. Mm. Well, I can't wait. All right, so you'll keep me posted, definitely. I really want to read that. And so where can we find your updates online and on social media? Alors, pour, pour, pour avoir des nouvelles de, de mon travail, c'est vrai que ben, le plus simple, c'est mon site internet, euh, qui est à mon nom, qui s'appelle euh, à l'adresse euh, francquialarcon.com. Et, euh, et sinon, sur mes comptes Instagram, alors j'ai un compte dédié à, à l'illustration euh, et un compte spécial dédié aussi à la bande dessinée, du coup, j'ai séparé mes deux activités pour que ce soit un peu plus clair pour, suivant les, 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 pour les gens, parce que ce pas les mêmes, les mêmes centres d'intérêt. Uh, actually, the easiest way uh, to, is to go on my website, francquialarcon.com. Uh, but I also have uh, two uh, Instagram uh, accounts. One is dedicated to my work as a, an illustrator, so more fashion fashion work and the other one is dedicated to my comic books so because they are really really different uh, type of works I, as I was saying at the beginning of the interview so the first one is called um, uh, about illustration it's uh, Mr. Frankie Mr. Frankie and the other one it's Frankie Alarcon BD BD, Frankie Alarcon BD. Okay, so, uh, so the Frankie is uh, F-R-A-N-C-K-I-E, so Frankie, right? Yes. And Alarcon, A-L-R-C-O-N, -A -A Alarcon. Great, all right, so, well, thank you so much for amazing conversation, and uh, thank you, Marilyn, for excellent translation, and uh, thank you so much, and hope to see you again uh, here to discuss another new book. Thank you, thank, for you. thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. And so listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for short topics to our guests, please contact us at japaneeds at theheritageradionetwork.org or akikokatema.com. Japaneeds is a weekly program and always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. Our engineer is Kevin and Kevin Barnum. And thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Spanish is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.